Hello world. Oh my god, this is really weird. Hello world. Um oh shit, sorry, that was really loud. Welcome back to another episode of Not to Be a Bitch, but this week it's gonna be a little bit different because not only are we not starring Brooke and Aaron this week, we're starring Brooke and fucking nobody because I'm in West Palm Beach and nobody else's. Aaron's schedule is a little compromised as usual this week. It's been a trend lately. You know, he has a friend visiting and I'm not going to make him carve out time for little old me. If I was in Orlando, honestly, like I would have asked Bobby Asen to record this podcast with me in a second because We have a lot to talk about, and Bobby would be fucking amazing on this, but I cannot be so lucky. It's just little old me, and this is either going to be really awkward, or no, that's literally the only option, is for this to be really awkward, and I was debating whether to post this. I don't even know if I'm, once I'm done recording this, I don't fucking know if I'm actually going to post it. We'll see. But I figured, like, I already went two weeks without posting anything because Aaron and I were both busy. And so I made a new, I made it like, you know, a little hiatus. And then we start season two. But I don't want to keep skipping weeks and, you know, disappointing all of our listeners. So I just thought, you know what, I'm going to fucking do it by myself because you know what Stassi Schroeder she records podcasts by herself and I figure you know how hard could it be I talk to myself all the time because I am as I often do because I am my own best friend and if you know where that quote is from congrats um spoiler alert it is from Miss Tiffany New York Pollard of Flavor of Love I love New York, etc. But anyways, that's besides the point. Welcome back to another episode. I'm sorry if this is going to be horribly boring, but I figure, you know, I talk to myself in my head all the time and I can talk about things this week that, you know, maybe Aaron doesn't want to talk about or maybe can't really contribute to you know, things like The Bachelorette, which he doesn't watch, but he should because it's a thousand times better than The Bachelor. And because there's guys on it, there's guy contestants. So I don't know why he wouldn't be interested in that. But anyways, I guess I'm going to start with that. I'm going to start with my not to be a bitch butt for this week. Um, let's see, not to be a bitch butt. Um, I'm a little bit conflicted on this season of The Bachelorette because when the preview first came out for it, I was so excited. I was all for it because Hannah seems like a real ass bitch and I was afraid they were going to take that shtick a little too far and they kind of did, but anyways, like... During the preview, I had really, really high hopes, and I thought this looked like an amazing season because aside from there already appearing to be a lot of drama, 
there she just seems really fucking cool because there's this one part that really like it like it stole my heart where she like announces to this group of guys she basically tells them that they're doing a bad fucking job and that they're not putting in enough effort to like actually talk to her and get to know her and she's like pissed off and she was like none of you know anything about me so (laughs) figure it out or I'm leaving and honestly it's fucking iconic because I feel like you know She's really speaking for everyone. She's speaking for every woman who, you know, is attracted to men and engaging in that experience because talking to straight men is like shouting at a brick wall. And I'm sorry that every single podcast I feel like is just me shitting on straight men, but you know what? Us women, we get shit on every day. Look at, you know, the abortion shit that's going on in Alabama and Georgia and Ohio and, you know, not to rope that into it, but that's besides the point. My point is that straight men fucking suck. They think that they can do the absolute bare minimum and that should be enough to impress someone. And, you know, she's really putting it out there that it's not. And that really just, like, spoke to me it spoke to my soul and in that moment I thought this is going to be such a fucking good season so I was all ready for this premiere I was so excited I was a little disappointed when I saw like the guy's headshots because um um hmm they didn't they didn't look terribly attractive and like you know that's fine because I mean honestly the ABC headshots are notoriously awful so I was really pleasantly surprised to see that most of the guys are a lot cuter um than I really anticipated um some of people that stood out actually no before I get to sorry I'm reading off of notes because this is a lot more challenging than having like a back and forth conversation with someone but let's see according to my notes um okay I'll start off with like as I was afraid of ABC is trying too hard to be like oh look at Hannah she's quirky she's relatable she's so down to earth she doesn't know what she's doing she's dorky like whatever so I was, like, kind of over all of the shots of her. You know, like, every season they get the lead to, you know, walk through walk through a fucking field and, like, gaze off into the distance and whatever. But during hers, instead of just, like, modeling or whatever, she's like, this is so weird. Like, what am I doing? Like, this is so awkward. I'm so quirky. So... I was like, yeah, yeah, all right, we get it. Like, we get that you're just a little southern girl from a small town, and, like, this is all so crazy, and, like, whatever, we get it. I'm just glad it was her and not fucking Kaylin because it's just, oh, it just is so good, you know? Kaylin 
was so proud of herself for getting that runner-up for Miss USA. And look at fucking Hannah. She's the bachelorette. So, like, we love a good success story. But that's besides the point. Um, I wrote down a few of the guys who really stood out to me in good and bad ways. The first is Luke, the blonde guy that said he essentially like fucked every girl in sight everything that moved and had a pulse when he was in college and then like he had an epiphany in the shower that he was you know devoted to Jesus now it was on it's like a fucking like (laughs) it's like it's like a an SNL skit and I just I don't know. My mom said he was gay. She said he, quote, has a gay mouth. Um, (laughs) If anyone cares to explain what she may mean by that, um, I'd really appreciate it. But, you know, that's what she said. I'm going to take her word for it. But literally every man, (laughs) or at least like every other one they show during the intro part where they're like in their hometown and they like introduce themselves I swear every single one my mom says gay gay so um honestly maybe she's right maybe she's picking up on something that I don't know about she's galaxy brain and I'm warm for brains so I'll believe that but anyway this guy Luke in the previews it looks like he causes a lot of drama and in that someone said he was like psycho and whatever like obviously he'll go far because all the people who cause drama and shit always go far and he's like conventionally douchey attractive so she's gonna ignore you know every red flag because for example like the guy that ended up like having the girlfriend or whatever that she gave the boot I'm sure like I forget his name the guy that had the girlfriend but he like wasn't that he wasn't cute if he was like Luke or like one of the attractive ones like (laughs) she would have been like oh you had you you still had a girlfriend until like last Monday like you know, like, it's okay, like, relationships change, like, this is a crazy process, too, like, I'm expected to get engaged in nine weeks, like, it's okay if you were in a relationship up until, like, three fucking days ago, like, they'll always make excuses for, like, who they think are the cuter ones, but anyways, um, Peter the pilot, my favorite, by far, just cute, sweet, quiet, pretty eyes, just, ugh, just a really lovely, sweet demeanor, I'm sure his dick is absolutely massive, the first guy, Luke, his is like microscopic, Peter, it's big, it just, it has to be, he has such a nice, like, just the delicious, calming, soothing presence. And like, he seems very, to the point where he doesn't have to be loud. He doesn't have to be a douche to like show off because he knows he has a big dick. So I love him a lot. I loved when that other guy, what's his name? 
I had to look this up because I didn't even remember his name. Chasen, um, he got jealous because he's also a pirate. Oh my god, a pirate! He's also a maybe he's a pirate too. I don't fucking know, but he's a pilot, and um, he did not wear his uniform like Peter did, so he was pretty disappointed in himself for that. And I mean, I don't. I don't really blame him either, but anyways, do better next time. For whatever reason, like, I went on Twitter to investigate, like, who people really liked and who they didn't, and they were all upset that this guy Jason also, like, whack-ass, white trash-ass name, don't like that, um, they were all upset that he went home, and I was like, fucking why? Like, I don't remember anything about him other than that he was jealous that he didn't also show up. He didn't think to show up in his pilot uniform. So, goodbye. Not a loss. Sorry. (laughs) That's that on that. He reminded me of somebody. He reminds me of, like, an actor. I want to say, like, Steve Gutenberg. You know, on, like, Billboard Dad. The dad in that. But... I feel like there's somebody else who looks just like him that I'm not remembering. So if anybody remembers, leave a five-star review and comment that. And I'll send you the 5% off coupon for my OnlyFans. But that's going to drive me crazy. Anyways, next, um, John Paul Jones. Oh, God, the blonde guy with the long hair. Um, very triggering for me personally because he looks like every fucking douchey ass, like, frat boy who went to my college, who went to Rollins. And so, that's already very off-putting for me. Um, he reminds me of the type of guys, like, you know, him and a couple of his buddies. Like, people who look like him. Like, I'd walk past them and, like, hear them laughing and like I'm just overcome with anxiety and I'm like brought back to high school and I'm like oh my god like they're laughing at me like that's the type of guy he looks like he looks like the type of guy that would try to like flirt with me or like be nice to me in order to coerce me into letting them like copy my homework in high school And, you know, back then, I would have obliged. I'm not going to fucking lie. So that's very triggering. He reminds me of the type of guy who would do absolutely fucking nothing in your group project. And then, like, on the day of the presentation, he just, like, pulls a script out of his ass and wings it and, like, nails it. And the teacher applauds them. Like, that's the type of fucking guy He reminds me of, is he going to win? No, but he'll do well on Paradise for sure. Let's see who's next. Um, Oh, the Box King. I don't remember his name. Oh, sorry. I just got a text. (laughs) My mom sent me a picture of the turtle nest at the Vero Beach Disney Resort, so... I'll have to look at that later. That's really exciting. Um, Anyways, the Box King, um, I don't remember his name. He's from Chicago, and he's trying too hard, and ABC is 
feeding into his trying too hard to be the next grocery store Joe, which, you know, lightning doesn't strike twice. The Why everyone loved grocery store Joe so much is because he was so earnest and he was definitely not anticipating the level of fame that he got from being earnest and, you know, just himself. But this Box King guy is just, like, really trying the most. And ABC's feeding into it because they want another contestant like him. Um, He was... He got the boot that night, but he'll be back on Paradise. You better believe it. Another person who people on Twitter really love that I will, for the life of me, not fucking understand is that guy, old Matt McDonald, had a farm. Like, annoying, corny, not that attractive. And, like, everyone on Twitter was, like, beside themselves and upset that he got sent home the first night. Like, why are people so obsessed with these, like, annoying ass, like, weird, corny guys? Like, fucking talk about, like, bottom of the barrel. Like, jeez. And I'm, you know what? Maybe that's a little bit harsh. He's not, like, bottom of the barrel. I'm sure he's nice. I'm sure, like, he's fine. But, like corny like is that really like the standard is that like is that who we're rooting for is that our dream guy like I don't fucking think so but you know what good for him that he has a lot of fans after you know doing the most and doing all that like riding in on a tractor does he even have a fucking farm I don't even remember or did he just like do that shtick because his name's Matt McDonald. Whatever. Just not my favorite. Um, let's see what's next. Oh, yeah, and he, like, cried at the end. No, he didn't. Sorry, I'm, li- I'm kind of doing these notes out of order because I'm trying to make it flow a little bit more naturally, but Chasen, the other pilot... By the way, C-H-A-S-E-N. That's why I said his name is like one of those weird ass like white trash names. Chasen, not Jason with a J. It's with a C-H. But he like cried after he got sent home. Like, I mean, (laughs) I have to laugh. I mean, I guess it's because like they're all tired and they're probably kind of drunk because the rose ceremony ends at like 6 a.m. when the sun's coming up. So I guess they're all pretty tired. So they're like emotional and they're drunk, but whatever. But anyways, to round out, sorry for the noise, to round out my little bachelor recap, it was like not the best one, but It's just things that stood out to me. You can go listen to, like, an official Bachelor recap if you want to. But on this podcast, you're going to get the bare fucking minimum. And if you're a fan of this podcast, I don't know why you would expect anything more than that. But because we don't get paid for this shit. So you're going to get what you're going to get. But they're in the preview at the end of the episode. There is like a 
few minute long preview usually of what's to come on the season and it's usually like clickbaity type of scenes in the past they've included scenes and audio that end up either not airing or not I'll say like certain audio will not be used in the specific scenes that it's portrayed in in the preview for the rest of the season so it's not always the most reliable thing but it basically gives you a gist of like what countries they go to what kind of drama goes on what kind of dates they go on and you get a pretty good idea of who the front runners are and in one of these scenes I guess she goes on a date with a guy and the guy it appears maybe shames her for not being a virgin, I guess, or like not being completely pure and it like has to do with God in some way. And she made a comment that I thought was pretty interesting. Um, and so I'm not, I'm not sure if I really like her anymore if she's really it because I thought hmm that's not it and I scrolled through Twitter to see if anybody else caught it but at least in the top tweets I did not see anyone mention this but I wrote down the quote she said I believe that sex was made for a man and a woman in marriage But I've had sex, and I think Jesus still loves me. (laughs) I, I have to laugh. So let's, like, unpack that for a little bit. I get that her point was to say that, you know, even though she's had premarital sex, like, she can still, you know, value her religion and that Jesus will still love her. And, like, I do believe that. I think that if religion is important to you, I don't think it matters, like, whether you, like, have premarital sex or not. Like, Jesus is still going to love you, whatever. I also don't think if you, you know, have an abortion or anything like that I don't think that'll make Jesus love you any less either but that's besides the point um she says I believe that sex was made for a man and a woman in marriage girl really are we (laughs) are we really gonna go down that road like I get that you're from like bumblefuck Alabama and you know maybe we shouldn't expect any less than that and like hopefully you know in that moment she was just like saying that to like prove a point and she wasn't really thinking when she said it maybe that was just what was like said around her growing up but that fucking oh like sex was made for a man and a woman like girl get educated like I swear to god if now I don't want to I don't want to put words 
Well, no, I'm not putting words in her mouth because she literally fucking said it. But I don't want to insinuate that our bachelorette is homophobic, but come on, the writing's on the wall. She said that she's from middle, she's from Bumblefuck, Alabama. Alabama people, the state that made abortion illegal. I just. I'm sorry if this is like a flop podcast and I should be better at speaking by now seeing as how this is like the 15th or 16th episode I've done of this but I'm just really at a loss that in the year of 2019 we're saying that sex is made for marriage like between a man and a woman like come on like how fucking dumb can you be like whatever so I'm hoping that Miss Hannah is not homophobic but I don't know I don't know we're just gonna have to wait and see wait and see so we'll see what happens with that. Um, yeah, my hopes are not high, but I'll see if anyone else catches that. When that episode comes to fruition, we'll see if she has anything to say about that. Because I'm sure as fuck going to tweet about it. And I'm hoping that, you know, it'll catch some people's attention. So see what happens with that but I'm also really afraid of the responses I'll get from that because I some of the people I've had to interact with on bachelor twitter are like bumblefuck middle America like worms for brains locals and there's just no reasoning with them so we'll see what what transpires from that but for now I'm pretty I'm pretty skeptical I'm not gonna lie um so did anybody else catch that what are your thoughts let me know in the comments tweet me whatever but I am serious like I'm very curious to see what happens with that because that's a very fucked up very backwards um just uneducated thing to say. So we'll see what happens with that. But anywho's, um, I also wanted to talk about maybe the Met Gala because I really wanted to talk about this, but, and I would talk about this with Aaron because he was following it as well when it was happening. I think it was last, last Sunday. Yeah, I think it was last, last Sunday or Monday, right? I don't know, but, um, I would talk about this with Aaron, but I don't want this to be too, too outdated, so I'm just gonna do a quick run through now. I'm trying to, I'm gonna try to make this, like, a pretty short podcast, like a bonus episode, because it is just me, and I haven't done this by myself before, so we'll see. Anyways, um... The Met Gala theme was camp, and I was really disappointed no one came, like, as, like, a camp theme, because you could have done, like, camp camp, and done something, like, tacky, and, like, tongue-in-cheek, and, like, over-the-top, like, 
that would have been iconic. Like Troop Beverly Hills when they went camping, like that would have been really, really good. If anybody's seen that movie, let me know because I feel like not everyone has. And oh my God, it's one of my favorite, favorite childhood movies. And I think it made me like the cunty little bitch that (laughs) I wouldn't say I am as of, I am as much of now but when I was little like it really shaped my personality but anyways (laughs) flop podcast back to the fucking Met Gala so the co-chairs like when I heard I think it was last year they announced it that the co-chairs for this year's Met Gala were Lady Gaga and Harry Styles Like, I could not, if I could have chosen for them, my favorite woman and my favorite man to be the co-chairs of an event like that, like, that is just a dream. Literally a dream. (laughs) Like, it just, oh, it's just sublime. It doesn't get better than that. But, um, Gaga... I know a lot of people, I feel like on Twitter, because everyone's so fucking critical, they said that they were kind of disappointed with her outfits, that they weren't, like, over-the-top and camp enough, like, especially from her, but, like, she spent her entire fucking career, like, being over-the-top and putting out flawless camp outfits and performances for the past fucking decade like I like that the outfits were still beautiful and still camp but I think what was so camp about it was the performance aspect of it and how it was 15 minute performance art her ensemble basically that is galaxy brain that is next level that is camp it was the it was the whole experience. It was the performance art that was her outfit. It wasn't really the outfit itself, if that makes any sense. So that was fucking incredible. Harry is just, I mean, he's always perfect. There was a video on Twitter that I retweeted that was just of his back in that black, like sheer, lacy number just his back muscles like contracting and he just he can't fucking do any wrong he has his ear pierced now and you know I wish that he had not cut his hair again but you know that's that's his choice that's his decision because he's been kind of in hiding for the past oh god it's been a long fucking time I feel like since the end of his tour last year he's kind of been you know under flying under the radar the only photos we've really seen of him are like fan photos that have been taken around like London and stuff and it looked like he was growing his hair out again and I was so fucking excited because Long Harry Rise, honestly like that was I would say my favorite Harry Styles era I would say 
2014 Harry, which I tried to emulate in my Halloween costume of him last year, where he had long hair, um, and also, you know, the Made in the AM era, where his hair was really long, I loved that, but, um, he cut his hair again, and, you know, that's, that's his choice, that's, you know, his own prerogative, that's fine, um, and I love that he wore heels, heeled boots that look like, that's really iconic, um, I kind of wish he had worn pink, honestly, or, yeah, pink, but he still looked amazing in his outfit, and he literally can't do any fucking wrong, but it also really made me miss Timothy Chalamet, where the fuck was he? I was really looking forward to seeing him because he would have killed it. Like, he's one-third of my holy trinity. Harry Styles, Timothy Chalamet, and Ross Lynch. And Ross Lynch also, like, where the fuck was he? He should have been invited. He would have done an amazing job because he's pretty... I feel like if he was given an opportunity like this, like, he would not have, he would have gone big instead of going home like some of these other jive-ass motherfuckers did, which I'll get to later, but Timothy Chalamet, where the fuck are you? Like, I was rooting for you, we were all fucking rooting for you, he wasn't there, um, but whatever, Ross Lynch, I wish he was there as well, all of these men who kind of, they present themselves in a more feminine way with, like, their looks and their fashion, like, they would have gone fucking hard, my holy trinity, so at least one third was there, and he shined a lot, so good for him, shined, shone, I don't know, but, um, which brings me to fuck all of the men who didn't go all out for this event, Fuck all of you. I'm talking about, let's see, Michael B. Jordan. <laughs> like, he, and I will say he did a little bit more than other men who were there who were just in, like, plain tuxes. But he was wearing a tuxedo with black sequins. So it sparkled just a little bit. And in the interview, he was like, oh, yeah, I wanted to, like, stay true to my style while, like, also, you know, honoring the theme. And I'm like, bitch, you didn't. Like, like, congratulations on doing the bare fucking minimum, like, groundbreaking a black fucking suit, but with, like, sequins instead of just a regular suit, like, these guys are doing the fucking bare minimum, and I forget who else was on the red carpet, who was it, I feel like Rami Malek also, like, just had, like, a plain suit on, and the red carpet commentators, oh god, that's, like, a whole other thing, the E- red carpet correspondence, it's, like, a panel of four people, is Juliana Rancic, who I usually really love. I admire her a lot. Um, Brad, who was used to be on Rachel Zoe's show. And then, like, a couple other women. One of them is, like, the Teen Vogue editor. And then I forget who the other one is. But 
their commentary was so fucking bad. It was, like, comical. The amount of pauses, like, awkward pauses, and then they'd say shit that, like, didn't make sense and that, like, contradicted other things they had said and, like, the four of them had no chemistry whatsoever. They all acted like they fucking hated each other or they had just met each other that day and, like, didn't know how to act around each other. Like, it was pathetic. I'm sorry. Like, these people are working on a major network. They're making, like, six figures a year from this. It, at least. They've, Juliana, at least, like, she probably, I don't know, because, like, she obviously went to school for that, and she's been doing that for a million years, but... It was just painful to watch. It was painful to listen to. A lot of them, they wouldn't criticize anybody, which was really fucking annoying. They were just praising everyone. Even when you could tell they didn't like something, they would still praise it, which was really annoying. Like, I tweeted this. Like, me and Aaron and Ricky, and, like, whoever else comes on this podcast, like, we fucking talk out of our asses for an hour, sometimes an hour and a half, about nothing, and it flows, and we're engaged, and we don't fucking make a dime from this podcast, so I don't know why these commentators can't do the same thing, but, anywho's, um, yeah, these men, like, doing the absolute bare minimum, it's fucking annoying, And people who don't stick to the theme really annoy me, too. Like, I would say... Was there anyone who didn't that I can think of? Like, I don't know. No one's coming to mind, but um, people who don't stick to the theme, it really fucking pisses me off. Like, last year, for example, my least favorite Met Gala look was Kylie Jenner. And this year, she looked really, really good, but... Last year, oh my god, last year the theme was Heavenly Bodies, I believe, so, um, like, Catholicism, and, you know, just, oh my god, it was like, it was, it's a dream theme, honestly, because you could do so much with that, it's all about, like, lush, like, laces, and, like, velvets, and, like, jewel tones, and, jewels themselves and just like oh like medieval romantic over the top like it's just it's a great theme and Kylie Jenner fucking shows up in like a black mermaid style dress and those ugly little like sunglasses and like that's it like are you fucking kidding me So I hate when people do that, but, um, there were some good men. Darren Chris was, oh my god, I love, like, the makeup, and his outfit was really good. Jared Leto, his was good, too. Um, I'm trying to think who else, if there was any other men. I don't know, none are coming to mind, but... Casey Musgraves, who obviously is not a man, but I just remembered. She, oh my god, just perfection as the Barbie. And, like, she had her hand posed as, like, Barbie would. Like, just perfect. And, like, 
just beautiful, stunning, perfect. Like, she reminds me a lot of Paris Hilton, and she, oh, because a lot of people say she looks like Kyle Richards, and Kyle Richards is Paris Hilton's aunt, so that's why, but with her blonde wig on, she looked even more like Paris, and she's so beautiful and, like, perfect, and oh, just everything, but I love that, um, I also have written in my notes, um, I was really annoyed with people criticizing Emily Ratajkowski because she went and she had a beautiful look. Oh my God. She had like, she had, let's, shit, I probably, let me pull up a picture so I can describe it more, but she, it was kind of like an homage to Cher, I would say. She had these, okay. So they're like these feathered wings on either side of her face. It's like a headband with these jewels coming down. It looks like a layered necklace with like clear beads. And then she has this dress that ties, it like wraps around her neck and comes down the front. So like a lot of her titas are exposed and like her entire abdomen is. And then it wraps around her waist and it's like a gown. And it's just beautiful. And I saw a lot of people were saying that she is like, like is, she's doing something wrong by exposing herself in that way because she's very skinny and they're saying that this is like setting an unhealthy like example for women and I think that they're definitely, I have seen things on Twitter where they, people are, sorry, I want to be able to say this clearly, um, for example, I saw a tweet that was, like, a screenshot of her, and it was the person's, like, wallpaper and it said like go to the gym or something like that I think is damaging because if you're working yourself to death to try to emulate this person's body type that's not good but her having the specific body type is not inherently damaging because she looks healthy like she looks like she works out and she's just thin. Like, I don't see anything wrong with that. Like, shaming someone for looking like that is really fucked up. But I do agree that, like, telling people that this is the pinnacle, like, this is the standard of beauty that you should be meeting, that is damaging. But her looking like that is not. Like, if that makes sense. Like, let her look like what she looks like and not criticize her for it because we all have different body types like I have a friend at work who and like obviously this is like not the same thing I'm just talking out of my ass but like I have a friend at work who's like very thin she's probably like a double zero but you can tell she's like naturally thin and like she gets so many comments from like our co-workers and like even customers who come in the store, like, asking her if she eats, and, like, one customer even said to her, 
Like, oh, if you were my daughter, like, I would be feeding you all the time or something. And I said to this customer, I said, she eats plenty, thank you. And it just, like, went over their head. But anyways, that's besides the point. That's all I have to talk about this week. Um, I think, yeah, that's all I have, I think. I'll keep this short and sweet because it's just me rambling, and I'm sure no one's still listening to this. But if you are, thank you for listening to my voice for 45 minutes. I appreciate it a lot. Um... Hopefully next week. Next week I'll definitely be back with Aaron. But let's see. I we've been we've decided to round out our episodes now with the <laughs> like where in each like Disney park we think would be the best place to be fingered and I feel like I want to change that to like the best place to hook up because fingered is just like <laughs> really intense and it, I don't know, it is a little graphic, I'll say. Hookup is like a better word, I think. So we may change it to that. But I don't want to do that without Aaron because I want to debate that with him. I'm going to go back to our original closing thought with um, who has the biggest dick. And I'm going to choose from this group of Bachelor guys, which I already... I mean, I already said this in the beginning of the podcast when I was talking about this, but um, I'm going to do that because Aaron doesn't watch the show, so I can just do it by myself, and we're not missing out on his opinion. So, yeah, I'm going to say the biggest dick belongs to Peter, the pilot, because he just, he exudes that energy. Anyone with You could tell he's confident, but he's quiet and, like, soothing and demure. He's sweet. Like, mm, just, uh, mm, a man. A man, ladies and gays, and Cody. But anyways, thank you all so much for listening. Even though it's just little old me, thank you for listening. Be sure to... Leave us a five-star rating as usual. Leave a comment. Let us know what you want us to talk about. And I'll send you that coupon for 5% off my OnlyFans. So until next time, bye dragons and stay gorgeous.